0: Hello dear listeners, welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's
1: message. We thank you for tonight. We ask that you take us to another level in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. What a blessing. You are all welcome to day two of our Life and Purpose Conference. Are you happy to be here? give a big clap offering unto jesus hallelujah i welcome all of you watching online god bless you so much uh stick around till the end and i believe you'll be a blessing amen are you happy i also want to welcome kumasa church kumasa church you are welcome hallelujah amen father speak to us tonight in jesus name amen second Timothy 1 9 yesterday I began to share with you on the complications of life and where many people have found themselves all right one of the things that a lot of people lack in life is direction many times people don't know what to do with their lives amen so you find a lot of people and they are wondering what to do where to stay what job to do uh who to marry in fact who to marry is one of the most difficult questions to answer in your life because it's like you when you marry this person that's the end you get it like you don't have an option anymore marriage is not like buying rice where you buy and say it's not nice I want to buy another one it's like plantain When you cut and you take it home. You cook. Whatever you have is what you have. Hallelujah. So, we want to move from a place where we are, we have missed purpose to a place of purpose. Amen. And tonight, I'm sharing with you from our book, Fulfilling the Purpose of God for Your Life. Amen. If you want a copy of this book, please and order. And we'll get it to you amen this is the first book we wrote as a ministry when 20 what 17 good so i'll be sharing with you from the chapter um two of this book tonight amen who had saved us and called us with unholy calling not according to our own works so you if you are in church god has saved you hallelujah but that is not the end that is the beginning of everything there's um, there's a purpose he called you in for something he saved you he saved you he saved me for a reason do you get it Many people are in church, but they don't know that after the salvation, there is a calling. Okay, many are called, right? Before you think of the few who are chosen, think of the many who are called. All of us in this church right now, we are called. Hallelujah. Say, I am called. God has called me with a holy calling. Now, when we say holy calling, we are not talking about not fornicating, because often when we hear holiness, that's the number one thing that comes into the minds of people, "Oh, I'm holy because I don't fornicate. Now, God is holy, right? But God has never. I mean, in, in the realm that God lives, that thing doesn't even exist. Do you get it? So what does this holy calling mean? What it means is that He's called you for a specific, because holy means sanctified. And to be sanctified means to be reserved for a peculiar purpose. Do you get it? So when we say something is sanctified, in the Old Testament they said we sanctify all these vessels, okay. And when we say something is sanctified, what they what they mean is that these vessels must not be used for any other thing. Yeah. That's why when that king took, was it Belteshazzar? Uh, when he took the vessels brought in babylon and he used it to do a party and as they were doing the party he said bring the golden vessels that you took from israel and he began to fool with it suddenly a, a, a writing appeared on the wall and he said we you've been weighed in the skills or in the balance and you will lose your life and that evening the guy was no more because what god has sanctified nobody can use for another purpose So when he says he's called you with a holy calling, what it means is that he has called you for a specific assignment. It's a serious thing. And that's what we will answer to in heaven. And and it gets scary because, you know, people don't know about this. Yeah. Now the calling is not according to your works. What it means is that God has called you but you are not going to accomplish the calling by what you think you are doing. Often what people are doing is opposite what God has actually called them for. And when people begin to hear these messages, they don't like it. True. Because it is one of the most, I'm talking about get thee out. It is one of the most uncomfortable. Imagine someone has been in a relationship. One of the things, things that as a pastor, I've realized I do a lot to my team members is I break a lot of their relationships. Yeah. Because, you see, for instance, a a man of, a, a son of mine who is training to be a man of God, okay, comes to me and says, Papa, I found a girl, I have a girlfriend, all right, and I want to marry her. Fine. He's not married before. He's not been a pastor before. He doesn't know what ministry, ministry marriage is different from normal marriage. Yeah. Ministry marriage, write it down if you want to be in ministry. If you are a pastor's wife, it's a different thing from being a doctor's wife. It takes special grace to be a pastor's wife. Hallelujah. So, this guy comes to me and says, I want to marry. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm, I'm in a relationship. And I'm like, okay, who is this lady? And he, he shows me the picture of the lady. And when I see that, um, I know this one is worlds apart. And sometimes I don't even break it, but I say, let's pray. Or knowing that it won't work. You know, when you're a little experienced, you know things work and do not work. Then later after a year, they come back and say, Papa, you know, the girl is not, I say, yeah, that is it. So I just, in fact, one time I told a lady, one of my team, I did this. I said, Mm -hmm. she cried. But later, I mean, she was okay. It's better to cry out of a relationship. It's better to break a relationship than to break marriage. It's easier actually she really cried as if i was a very terrible person hallelujah not according to our own works not according to what you think or feel not according to what you want to do so your calling is opposite of what you are doing most of the time and when people hear this they say Oh, so what do you mean? Do you mean I should leave my my boyfriend? Do you mean I should know? <laughs> but we have to start a process to get you out. Hallelujah. But according to his own purpose, say, according to his own purpose, say, the Lord saved me according to his own purpose now when you are in god's purpose he dictates to you what to do he tells you where to go he tells you where to live he tells you you know you can get too close to very close to god that now god can't even tell you the dress to wear (laughs) hallelujah praise the lord so tonight i don't want you to close your heart towards this message I say, pastor is going to touch on a very sensitive area. The truth of the matter is, as I preach, many sensitive areas in your life will be touched. But it's better to turn around now. You know, because Proverbs 14, hallelujah. Proverbs 14, chapter, verses number 12. Give me Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man okay but the end thereof are the ways of death there is a way there is a what a way there is a way so as a christian you will come to a way and you will see it it will be so good it will be so perfect it will look so nice it will look like the original but the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. So, if you find yourself on a way like this, what is the way out? The only way out is a U-turn. Because, if you keep on, what it actually means is that as you move on, the only outcome, in fact, when you lead to that path, when you take that path, subsequently, all the other paths on that path will lead you to death. There's no connection, you see, and that's the that's the deception, all right. There's no connection between Togo and Elmina, or Togo and Cote d'Ivoire. If you are headed for Elmi- uh, Togo and you pass kaswa what is the way out? Make a U-turn quickly, because the the more you go, the more you prolong your your woes do you get it recently we're going somewhere and i had to take a turn amen i had to take this turn and when i got there guess what happened i made a mistake and i entered the wrong turn and i kept going and going and going and going and going and going and i told them look there's no way we are going to get to where we are going we have to go and make a U-10. turn it was very painful But we still had to make the U-turn. So I am believing God that some of us will begin to, as as the preaching is coming, you see, you will begin to think about things in your life that you must make U-turns about. Because you must come right into the middle of the center of the perfect will of God. Do you get it? You must come to the middle, the center, that very place where God is. Where God can use you for what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. So, Genesis 12.1 Now, the Lord had said unto Abraham. Now, look at the name. It was not Abraham. It was what? Abram. Get thee out of thy country. You know, I was was going through my Bible and I was reading the story of Rahab, the harlot, who later became the great-grandmother of Jesus Christ. And as I was looking at the genealogy of Jesus and I looked at how Rahab was a harlot and her house was a brothel and people were coming And I asked myself, did Rahab know that there was this purpose for her life in fact I was very shocked when as I read down I realized that Rahab's son became Boaz or grandson who was so rich that he married who Ruth you see this was the the purpose of God for Rahab this was what God had planned this, there was wealth in the lineage of Rahab. But you see, Rahab had to be realigned. Hallelujah. And I believe tonight, Mercy will find someone. Because you see, it was Mercy that found Rahab. Rahab had to be realigned. Because in her bowels, in her womb, was a rich man. You know, Boaz was so rich, don't you get it? That he had a lot of workers working for him. And this was in the bloodline of a harlot why do people do harlotry why do people do prostitution yes some people do it because they enjoy it but i don't think a lot of people do it because they enjoy it a lot of people do it because they don't have money and they need money so do you think people who are in a place today and you tell them look You, there's money in your bloodline. You, you make it. And it's like, they look at you today and they look at what you are telling them and it's like, what, what do you mean? But you see, the point is, don't ask me, what do I mean? Start thinking of how you can realign so that you can fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Get thee out, Abraham. Get thee out Where? Get thee out from thy kindred and from thy father's house. And these are very painful things to do. Don't you get it? Like suddenly God tells you, leave your father's house. Suddenly, Elijah comes. Elisha is plowing. The guy is plowing the 12 yoke of Oxen. In In today's day, it probably will be a combined harvester. John Deere combined harvester. R- plowing a very tough land big land with a mansion and the guy is pl- plowing and he has a lot of wicked then this man Elijah, Elijah was a prophet who wore camel skin you know he's, he's excluding was some way this man uncivilized just comes and casts his mantle and says that's the Lord follow me and this guy says I'm going to say hi to my mom bye bye to my mom and, and my dad and come and he abandons everything you see get the principle of get thee out he abandons everything all right and follows this prophet and as if that was not enough you know when the man says follow me you are thinking that Charlie the next day I'm going to start prophesying but when he says follow me this is a cool master a cool boss who's going to make Elisha wash his hands. One time the king, the king of uh, Jehoshaphat was, was inquiring, is there not a prophet around there? Then Ahab said, there is Elisha, the, the servant of Elijah, the one who used to pour water on the hands of... So many people did not even regard him as a prophet. They knew him as their servant. So the guy literally says all his life, And when it's time for his master to give him the anointing, the master says that i fired you. But you see, if you are not determined to fulfill your purpose, you will miss it. That's how come Elisha did double of everything Elijah did. And that's how come the man was so anointed that when even he died, in his bones, a dead man hit his, his grave and came back to life. Yeah so get thee out out of thy country now look at it your country people are the people you love not so yeah to fulfill people you must be able to you must be willing to leave everything you can't be accustomed to your your country people all of us here we come from backgrounds different backgrounds many many different backgrounds this lady she comes from a catholic background i sat with her mother in fact their whole house is decorated with angels and pictures he said we are catholics but god is calling your daughter to be a christ lover what can we say that is it there are people here in fact a lot of my church members their fathers are pastors can you imagine yeah, many of them. I can count about five people here whose parents are pastors, if I'm not mistaken. This one, this one, that one at the back. Office, uh, office uncle is a pastor, but he says, Get thee out from thy kindred, from your family, as a young. Teaching assistant, God says, Stay in Kumase. Stay in what? Kumase. For what? If you want to fulfill my purpose, stay in Kumase. I don't have an auntie. I don't have an uncle. I don't have anybody. Anybody. I don't know anybody in this Kumase. All my four years I was itching to run away, finish and leave. And just when I finished, he says, Stay in Kumase. Wow. But if you are serious, stay. Just around that time, I had an offer. To work at some financial company B. I said I won't go stay it's been one sacrifice after the other one sacrifice after the other one sacrifice after the other get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred very painful things and from thy father's house your father's house where you get your daily bread your father's house where you get provision fathers are sources your father is a source can you can you imagine somebody you see doesn't have anything then one day the father calls him and says i have an inheritance for you take one million Ghana cities." suddenly he becomes a millionaire god bless fathers yeah a spiritual father has fasted and prayed for his grace then a son just goes and he pours his oil on and says receive grace then he comes back and is doing the same thing the father is doing fathers are sources but now he says get out of your father's house can you get out of your father's house when it comes to the will of god dear, Charlie, no there's nothing like rationality if in fact most often the will of god will oppose your rationale it will come against you and that's why when i begin to preach this message it's like now i'm beginning to fight demons because suddenly people come at me the thoughts come what do you mean pastor because you see anything that will make your life change better will cause destabilization initially and that initial destabilization is what a lot of people don't like because we don't like change We are not accustomed. We just want to be going, moving, moving. But the road is is a wrong road. Abraham is on a wrong path. His father was an idol worshiper. What his father did was to build idols for people. This was a father of many nations and yet he was building idols. But he says, get out. Now, as if that is not enough, get out to where? To a land that I will show you no google map no passport nothing get out so abraham steps out and he doesn't even know where he's going because the truth is sometimes we think that if god is going to you see people can say god if this is you prove to me then i'll take the no it won't prove to you you must step out in faith there are many times i've prayed that kind of prayer and the more i prayed the more it became dark if this is you show me when god is testing he will tell you it's a test because when he tells you it's a test you pass so you, that's when you are you are blessed to have a father or a mentor so that when you take your challenge you say oh it's a test just be careful how you handle it to a land that i will show thee so you may be around in a place of misery in a place of discomfort in a place of confusion you wake up you don't know what is happening it's like there's no vision you can't dream you can't think your life is in and guess what those of us in school eh, you know take this message serious because once you're in school and I pray you may think it's not necessary why because Legon has programmed your day for you when you wake up Legon says lecture at 8am Tech is say, economics department when you finish and you don't have any uh, department to tell you, you have met sem today. You have uh, what do you call it? Lecture at six. You don't have this. You don't. Have, and you wake up and after national service you lie on your bed and your mother has gone to work and they shut the door and you are lying down. That is when you see that Pastor Mubarak. What you are saying is true because suddenly nobody to tell you what to do with your life. Then you realize that you don't have purpose. Am I teaching? I hope you like my message. Unto a land that I will show thee. So I wrote there's a place where the blessings of God flow. Verse 2. Look at it. It says and in that land not in your father's house. Some people say ah Everywhere is everywhere. God can bless like, no. God cannot make you Abraham in your father's house. In your father's house, you'll be Abraham. But if you move out in faith to the land that I will show thee, in that land, I will make you, I will make you a great nation. And I will bless thee. Where will I bless thee? in that land is it in your father's house no you see everything about god is conditional and we better get serious i told you the lady i I told her i'm going to buy you a machine if you do this and this and she didn't do it and later she came by and sent me a message pastor the machine i've still not opened the message i don't i have still not opened that message she did not go according to the condition There are conditions with God. The team, uh, Joshua sent, they told Rahab, Rahab said, "If if I help you when you come, make sure you don't destroy me and my father's house. Then the team said, we will not destroy your father's house. But you to make sure that everybody is in the house and put a red scarlet on your door to show us that this is your door. But if anybody goes out, don't, the blood, their blood will not be on our hands. Go there, and that is where I'll bless you. And I'll bless thee and make thy name great. I will change your name. I will change your name. Hey, I will make you great. I will change your name. Where? In your father's house? No. In your comfort? No. Lying on your bed, no. When you step out to make purpose happen, yeah. Many people will come to you when you start fulfilling purpose, yeah. Many people will bring you favors when you start pe- f- uh, fulfilling purpose. Nobody will look in your direction if you don't fulfill your purpose. Abraham would have just been one of those people, but that act of obedience of moving out from his father's house turned around everything it turned around everything you see when god wants you to fulfill people he'll begin to place demands on you yeah and sometimes you may take them for granted what was your greatest sacrifice your greatest sacrifice was that you know what i'm just gonna be in this church yeah you know i always say this i remember when alfred decided to be in church we had a bench all of us had church under a tree but you see god will speak to your heart even though this church is under a tree stay under this church stay in this church because you see bishop Dark, pastor chris bishop Oedipo, all of them not start the way they are there's a place they all started you get it good so when you see somebody's marriage all right and it looks very nice and you you sit down in your fantasies and you say oh i want my marriage to be like so so and so and there are two guys you are considering one is all whatever the specs are just on point he's well built has a suit on five five you know five five that thing that guys have here what side bends thank you you see people know their name very well side bends what else sporting waves. six pack sometimes will have one pack mess if you have one pack don't be discouraged you are full of the holy ghost as well and um, i mean the, the other day i was checking out a video the guy said do you know if you drink a lot of water you eat a lot of vegetables and you exercise every day you still die <laughs> so that's very true <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but i mean it's good bodily exercise profited little but it doesn't profit Matt, but it profited little so get there little amen and you look at this guy Short guy, by a fast shoe, <laughs> sweating. Every day his armpit. Is it like Prophet's time then the hair is wet? <laughs> Uncultured, unmannered. When he's speaking between saliva, it's like he uses deodorant once a year. <laughs> special locations. When he's going out on a special. that's when he uses the deodorant. You can't even stand his smell, and the Holy Spirit is impressing on your heart. This is the one. You see, you can't say, "Lord, your will be done." Yeah. My wife was telling me someone there's a popular musician in Ghana, and he wanted to date. I mean, very popular, very popular, I mean, very popular. As I keep saying, very popular. You know the person I'm talking. He wanted to date this land. the lady said no. He said fine because he didn't look like you're know, all that. Money changes all, oh. so don't don't despise people. The person you despise today, you'll be shocked. Let him just have a house with an AC for a year. You see, his skin color will change. Guess what? This guy moved on with his career, everything, and he's married now. Apparently when the guy has a conference a a, a show this lady now buys vip tickets and sits in front just to be noticed but the guy can't even see him because the place is dark and when they finish protocol just take him out you see the access you have today if you take advantage of it if you play with it you won't have that access yeah because when they when you finish singing, all they just bodyguards will just lead him you see where will you see him and big people is very difficult to know where they are yeah, they will drive past you you not even know they have tinted their car double the first tint and the second tint yeah so you try to have you tried to peek into a certain language it was recently I got to know so I saw someone's car go to her you will never see because the tint, the tint is tinted then when he rose the tint there's another tint you will never see. So as you are despising this guy with his power and you don't know tomorrow he may be in a tinted car. And you will be trying to sneak by him. But he can see you. I see you. You can't see me. You buy a car like that. <laughs> it's not just Macola tint too. tint from home. Original tint. And then they all talk. Divially, they all talk now. Why now you know and thou shalt be a blessing thou shalt be a blessing you see we must come out of this place of misery we must come out of this place of hoping that something good will come out of our lives I want everybody here to be sure that where you are is where god wants you to be and you see the the sign of knowing that where you are is where god wants you to be is the amount of peace you have in your heart about your life so if you're here now as, as i'm preaching some of you i sense you have that peace in your heart it's okay be strengthened in it and guard it jealously because immediately that peace is disturbed you are wrecked that's that's it like many people had beautiful families beautiful businesses everything on point till they just made one silly mistake that took them out of their purpose yeah and if you are here you are not peaceful you're you are always full of anxiety it's like what will happen hey will i make it will i survive will i ever be married will i ever you see once you begin to use it no 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 there's something with the position get thee out get thee out i believe one of the greatest blessings that god gives to people when he really wants to bless them and put them in purpose is that he gives them a good church and a good pastor yeah many people trace their change To a man of God, because the Bible itself says that I will give you pastors after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So your understanding increases in life. You see, you think you know, but you never know till you meet a man of God, who now begins to explain certain things to you and say that, "Oh, I was not on the right path. I was missing it. I was not getting it right." now he says i'll give you pastors after my own heart who will give you knowledge who will feed you good and i will give me nlt and i will give you shepherds after my own heart so when god wants to bless someone he says this is a man after my own heart i'm giving mubarak to jifa i'm giving Professor solo to mubarak i'm giving mubarak to vanessa and you see when you connect with that pastor Everything you need in life will come. Who feed you with knowledge? Many people don't understand life. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why that is happening. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand. Have you heard people say that? that they don't understand anything? But when a man of God comes to you he begins to explain things to you, this is why this happened. This is why this is happening. Relax. Take your time. Do this. Don't do that. Through counseling, through prayer, through correction, through rebukes, the man of God is now able to bring you to a place to be able to fulfill the purpose of God. Hallelujah. So, all these promises were not going to come to pass if Abraham disobeyed and stayed in his father's house. I don't know the situation you are in tonight. You see? I don't know where you are. Maybe God is talking to your heart. Listen, change this. Do this. Stay here. Quit this. Do that. Realign this. You see, Your own may not be like Abraham who has to physically move out of his father's house. But it may be something that God wants you to give up. Maybe a relationship. Because God knows that as long as that guy is in your life, hey, that's it. You will not make it. So God is speaking to your heart. God is telling you, look, maybe buy that form. Go to school. Quit that job. Hey, no, get that job. Do the, you see, get out. And get out now. Because it takes time for things to happen. People are very phlegmatic in their lives. Marry now. As I said, marry what? If you don't marry now, it makes a difference from marrying next year. If you don't marry next year, you marry next two years. There's a big difference. One of the differences is that wedding gown prices can change. <coughs> and it can cost you a lot. <laughs> or oh, you don't think that one is an important point. When it's time, you see it was very important rings can change one time i went to the shop i bought my ring during covid and i told the guy it's tightening me open it up so i began to ask how much is this ring he mentioned some price i said huh wasn't it just a few this thing ago we bought this he said yes prices have really changed they've doubled almost tripled yeah a ring that maybe you bought for two thousand now is four thousand five hundred within a year Not from some Kululu place. Go and buy a correction, they tell you it's it's doubled. So your budget has doubled over a year. As you are saying, oh me peska me peska, the money is increasing. Do it now. Start that business now. Wait on God now. Propose now. Oh, I'm waiting. I want to see something. As you have seen, someone will take care of you. Say, oh, what things for you never lost. It has lost. Your carelessness has made you lose it. Uh, it doesn't also mean go and start proposing anyhow, I beg, before they bounce you is and propose. That if you do it once and it bounces, that's it. All. You don't get it again. So calculate well. <laughs> propose now. Say, I love you now. Don't say, We are friends. We are friends. We are friends. Then somebody will come and take it. And you miss it. Hallelujah. So, how do you go out or how do you move out? Do you just turn your back or do you just cancel the business? Some of you are in a business God wants you to get out of that business. Hallelujah. You need wisdom. Amen. Let's say for instance, somebody married and entered a wrong marriage. Doesn't mean you should quit, break up with your wife or your husband. No. It's not that. But there's a way that you can make it happen. How do you do it? Number one. Commit your ways into God's hand. Psalm 37 verse 5. Commit your way. The mistake you have made. Look, some people can really make mistakes. And there are some mistakes you can never undo them. Do you know the kind of mistake you cannot undo? Ishmael type of mistake. You know Ishmael type of mistake where God sees that Abraham wait I'm coming then Sarah comes and say Charlie Hagar is around let's see what's up. Then Abraham does it then Hagar is pregnant Ishmael comes and now Sarah comes back and say why did you sleep with my maid? Commit thy way unto the Lord. So any situation you are in to get out of that situation first say God I leave everything to you. This mess I created. This curse I brought upon myself. This challenge I took upon myself. Maybe you are a man of God. You were on fire. Then you went to fornicate. The anointing has left. What is the way out? Bring the situation before God. Maybe you are facing, you have three guys you have to choose from. You are blessed and you don't know which one to choose say lord i commit this situation into your hand maybe you are going to marry god said don't marry this guy don't marry this girl don't 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 you say i will i will i will i will i will then you marry then right now when you are married, what's happening the guy is not sleeping in the house yeah my mother was telling me a certain lady got married, and they broke their marriage after six months or so because the infidelity was too much. You know, kind of marriage where, like, the man—he is not even hide it. Like, he's sleeping with ladies, and he—he he makes you know. You are watching his trousers, and there are receipts of hotels and condoms and the lady is actually scared for her life that she can actually catch her sickness Then they break them out you see if you find yourself in a situation like, what do you do you say Lord I commit everything to your hand there's power in committing things into the hands of God maybe you made a mistake God said A you said B and you chose B and now it brought a lot of complications in your life what do you do maybe along the line you made certain choices that have brought pain in your life, sickness. You've now received diagnoses that are not of God. Things that, I mean, are hurting you, things that are killing you, things that are taking you down. What do you do? Commit it into the hands of God. Maybe you complicated your life earlier on. Maybe at the time when you had to make certain decisions, you fooled about. Some people have made money before, but hey, today they, they don't have anything. Why? Because at the time where they needed wisdom, they did not use it or they did not have it. So what do you do? Commit it into the hands of God. Say, Lord, I come before you. I commit this situation into your hand. Maybe, maybe a guy proposed to you and you said, this guy is too short, but he was your husband. Everybody has just one husband. And God said, if he's too short, fine. I'll give him to someone else. And now the guy is married. He's very rich, and of sudden you've forgotten about his shortness, are thinking about his money. You've. not him. And so, commit it into the hands of God. Hallelujah. We did him. no two ways. There's a place where you see, Tallness or shortness, you won't put money in your pocket at you mind, how many people can cut their wives or their husbands' height? Like if you go to the, my, my mother, what's the height? Of, she doesn't even know. Height is not important. You will think it's important. You'll be there. You'll be thinking it's important, but it's not important. Beauty, I me, mean, I'm telling you, beauty is not important. You see, when a wise man speaks, it's like foolishness. I said beauty is not important. <laughs> you will see a beautiful woman, eh? Mm. When you see her, you get angry. Because the character is like m poto And you it's, it's nasty. Yeah, you see that. Beauty is vain. Proverbs 31. It's vain, like she but if you take the one that not non-night, like, at least when money comes. So go for character, oh, my brothers. Hmm. See a beautiful man who nags. When she starts talking in the morning. Hey! Unless the next morning. Guys, it's better to be on a rooftop than to be in a house with a nagging wife. You'll be dying in the house why did you press the, the the why did you press the what the name, the pep student you, you, you went to this you poured water here, hey you you didn't close the door well you, what the look at you you are watching the TV too much hey, you didn't put the iron here ah, uh, be laughing as she's talking, say like, oh, it's normal, Should be okay Hmm. You'll we'll be walking and we'll be talking, talking. We'll ask you, what is wrong? <laughs> the thing the sickness has affected you now. As you are walking, you'll we'll be talking to yourself. We we'll ask you, what is the problem? Then you say, Oh, sorry, was I talking? Uh-huh. You'll be talking to the Holy Ghost. Commit it into that. you may have made a big mistake. People make very terrible mistakes, you can. And people are in pain. You know? I'm telling you, people are in misery, people are in confusion because they've made decisions that have complicated their lives can you imagine someone who's been in a relationship Santa, with a lady for four or five years and they, they all don't have anything true story so then just about the time they are going to get married they are planning to get married then what happens then the the guy meets uh a a lady who's working in a bank has a car everything and suddenly he's just fooled and swayed away and decides to go leave this lady and go with the banker only to realize that this one is a mad woman and now he's married to her and he's dying slowly and every time when he looks at the lady he regrets his life and these are real practical situations i know a man a guy who was in school with this lady helped the lady sometimes even paid for the fees of the lady then they were about to get married they bought everything whatever they had to use then suddenly the lady changed about foolish decisions when a guy calls him pick what's happening to our wedding they went for counseling everything six months the lady has changed that the lady has met a guy and the guy confused her be careful confuse her and suddenly she she quits this relation and the sudden she's quitting she won't even tell the guy that he's quit the guy now has to de- somebody you've gotten so close about to marry the guy now has to deduce that the lady what she's doing it means that he's not interested and guess what the lady is on my status the guy by goes he's moved on he's married he's moving on with mm-hmm. up to today the lady sometimes she puts the lord will do it it's as well in my time he said when the when I uh, there's a scripture she put he said when the time is right i the lord i will do it you are joking the battle is the lord's trust the process the process is faulted how can you trust it ah if you are going to pound fufu and you put cassava and charcoal entered how can you trust that process it's trust then you ask your opponent say oh the charcoal will live inside the thing is flawed you are in a in a mistake start committing it into the hands of god let's god let's see what god will do about it for you and stop quoting scriptures the lord will do it when you broke someone's heart I yeah, 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 didn't you know god would do it trust also in him number two after the mistake trust in him maybe you've gone through pain maybe you've gone through a struggle maybe you've gone through a challenge in your life maybe you've gone through certain things that look has brought you to a place of big confusion and you don't know if you are ever gonna survive maybe a mistake in your life brought you to a place where things are now so terrible and so bad and it's like look you've been you've been cheated in life you look at your life everybody has gone ahead of you you know sometimes your decisions can make you stay behind in life yeah yeah if we are three guys and you know we all started life and i choose to marry early and i give birth and you choose to be sleeping around with girls and you choose to use your your house to sorry your money to build a house buy a car. You know, after 10 years, we'll all have what we did. And you see that one was foolish, one was wise. At least the person who married early, when he's 60, his children will be like 30. I mean, he doesn't have to pay school fees. But you you are not 40, you're not 45, you're not 50, and your firstborn is three years. When you take your fat your child to school, the, fa- the friends the first is that your grandfather. Your children will be running away from you. Grandpa, meanwhile, that's your son. So commit every mistake into the hands of God. Commit every, if you ever made a mistake, and guess what? There's no mistake that cannot be corrected. There's no problem in your life that God cannot rectify. There's no thing that you've done that, look, God cannot touch it and turn it around. There's no complication that god cannot unravel there's no problem i'm telling you i'm yet to see a problem that cannot be solved by my god all you have to do after committing is to trust in him because you see you must trust you must trust because as you commit it to god there will come times where you will be challenged to believe if god is really in this let's say you've you've, you've lived five years of your life Changing girls, messing up. You've been cursed. You many ladies have cursed you, many ladies have poured snap and things on you. Then now you say you've changed. The fact that you've changed doesn't mean that everything will overturn overnight. It will take time, my brother. Do you get it? Yeah, it will take time. And now that it's going to take time, what do you need to do? You need to trust as the thing is going. Believe that you will make it. Trust in him. He said, Trust also in him. And number three. Trust in him. How do you trust? He says, Lord, take it take it second Timothy 2 he said if we believe not yet he abided faithful he cannot deny himself God is dependable you can commit every situation maybe you had the opportunity to go to school but you were a kubolo and you never got, went to school now all your friends have gone to school have become something in life and it looks like nothing is coming out of your life God is able to pull you through God is able to pull you through maybe in school you had the opportunity to study but you were always fooling because of that you could not even finish school God is able to what? pull you through hallelujah and watch him bring bring it come to pass that's the number three Psalm 37 verse 7 rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him fret not Psalm 37 verse 7 hallelujah rest in the lord say i'll rest so tonight everybody here who's made a mistake we are making a u-turn if as i'm preaching you sense that i made a mistake along this line don't worry i'm making a u-turn i'm making it i'm coming back how am i coming back lord wherever i've gotten to you know when you are lost then. At a point we stop you, don't move again. For example, some you are coming to my house and I say, Oh, it's a sky falls. Then I call you, and say, Oh, I'm around Hato, KFC. And I call, I say, Oh, use this road, and it's like you miss it again. At a point, what all I'll say, you where you are, stay there. I'm coming. So wherever you are, just be there. Don't accept another proposal again. Don't go and propose to another lady again. Don't go and do another. You see, don't complicate. Baby, yeah. Stay there let's come for you. Do you get it? Uh-huh. And commit it. Trust. I say, I'm coming for you. He's coming for you. Trust. Trust. And watch him make it come to pass. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him. Hallelujah. Fret not. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Amen. All of you watching online. Yeah. It's the same message. Believe in God. When you look at, sometimes you can look at, you see, in Joshua 1, God told Joshua, he said, Moses, my servant, is now rise up and do what? And go. Then by Joshua 13, God comes to Joshua again and said, Joshua, now you are old, but there's still a lot of land you have not conquered. There's still what? A lot of land. There, there comes a time where you look you look at yourself, you calculate and you see the Charlie, time is beat you But still believe God. Because if you do the calculations, it's like Charlie, you, be, you you may even begin to shake because you realize that time, he, time is going again and time is very precious. So if you have to start something today and you don't start it today, it makes a big difference when you start the next two years. Can you imagine if we had all gone to work and after uh years i call you guys they come everybody has started their life it it doesn't revolve around you you get it Mm -hmm. so one thing you must also understand is moving into god's purpose is not a smooth transition that God said that I will let you marry. That God said that now you will do it. That God said that I have forgiven you. We will make it happen. That God said that this is my will for you. It does not mean that because God has said that is it, it will happen. It is not a smooth transitioning. Many people, when they come to God, they give God ultimatum. Hey, eradimemah one year. Next year by this time. Who? You, when you are about fooling, did God give you an ultimatum to stop fooling? But now you've come to God and you are giving him... God, I give you one year. If you don't do this, I'm also going to find my way out. No. No. God wants to bring you to a land flowing milk and honey. That is the purpose that he has for you. A purpose filled with glory and fruitfulness. Is finding this place of glory easy? Is the road a smooth one? No. He says, God told the children of Israel this. He said, watch closely. He said, I will bring you up out of affliction of egypt that was a promise to set them free and free indeed god promised to set you free but let's see what follows unto the land he said now i'll bring you unto the land of the canaanites the hittites and the amorites and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the jebusites and after this he finally said and unto a land that flows with milk and honey so brother even though god said this is your wife even though, sister, God said, this is your husband. Even though God said that this is your church, it doesn't mean if you enter, everything will happen. Because the land that God has given you, the Perizzites are on it. The Jebusites are on it. The Hevites are on it. So even though God said, this is your purpose, you'll be a great man of God. One day you preach in all the world. You'll preach to nations. Brother, it's a long fight. I'm telling you. It's a long fight and you must prepare. It's not something that you just wake up. Every land Jericho was part. They fought for Jericho. Jericho is in Israel. They fought. Not so. Gibeon. They fought. All the lands. They are even still fighting for Jerusalem. Every land that God says I'll bring you to. You must fight for it. You you God says this is your wife, fight, you must fight for your wife. God says this is your husband, you must fight for your husband. Yes. You must come to a place where you understand purpose and fight for purpose. (laughs) God had promised them the land, but yet the land was to be fought for, to take possession. They had to fight for it. Sometimes you must fight for. Your way to to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. I was sitting with this someone yesterday, and I I we were reading the devotional. If I was sitting with Mayu, there was something we, we were discussing, and we we're reading the devotional for yesterday. Fulfill your cause and your ministry. And I was sharing with her, we must fulfill our ministry. And I will sharing with her the examples of the things that will fight us as we fulfill our ministry. Everybody will have something to fight them, but you must stand. Say, I'll stand we see a host of other nationals who were in possession of this land and it is obvious the children of israel were not going to sit and assume that the canaanites and the jebusites were going to easily let go of this good land for them because that good land there were people on it it was not lying down bare it was a land filled with milk and honey but there were people drinking that milk and honey and guess what it was not literal milk and honey if you care to know Sometimes he say this is your husband. He's a good man. He's a blessed man. But when you married the man, he said, ah, the husband that God talked about is opposite. He said, God, did you lie to me? No. God told Elijah, he said, I've, I've ordered the widow in Zarephah to feed you. Elijah got then this widow herself, Charlie, she's so broke that her last meal is the only meal she has left, the last meal she's going to eat and die. Did God lie? No. God, what God meant was there was something you had to discern in this to make it happen hallelujah so there's a place of discernment in purpose there's a place where we discern purpose there's a place where we discern people you go to the land where's the milk no in fact the place is a is a desert it's like nothing is happening but when he says milk and honey what he's saying even though it's a desert you will plant and send food across the whole world and that's what they are doing actually out of, why do you think america can't joke with israel because israel has the technology all the millionaires, if you go to America, New York, all the skyscrapers, whatever, owned by millionaires who are Jews. They, they, they plant and bring it. They are small and they plant and give Africa some. Yeah. Recently, they had a war. When the people send their missiles, they will fly their drones and counter the missiles. It was like Goliath fighting David. At a point, people said Israel is cheating Palestine. That was the milk and honey. But they were parasites. If you run away from challenges, you cannot fulfill your purpose. If you are someone who chickens out, you no know, chicken, chicken, to chicken out from a challenge, someone says, Hey, I'm good. You say." "Me dem I'm not going to, talk to you. I'm not going to, talk to you. I'm not going to Oh, i anything. How do you say it? I said, My cheese funny. So, we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. Mm. Are you going to fight? Take up your journey. Rise up. Take up your journey. Everybody you know fought. Hmm. It is better to suffer a little while with hope of making it than to suffer all through with no hope. It's worth the fight. The pain of an expectant mother is buried in the joy of having a new baby after the delivery. The good news is that you are not the first to fight. Abraham fought. Moses fought. Joseph fought. Even David fought. And it is amazing to know that Bible scholars believe it took David well over 24 years from the time he was anointed first anointed till he became king over Israel. So, someone came to the house and said, I anoint you today as king over Israel, but brother, it was going to take him 24 years. 24 good years. There are some people here who are 24. There are some people here who are not yet 24. Your whole life, David was fighting. You were not even born. Yeah. One time, David told Jonathan, he said, Jonathan, I tell you the truth. Between me and death, death is just a step between. I'm just a step away from death. Saul so hunted him uh, to kill him. That's his purpose. That's his purpose. Your purpose must threaten you. One time I got tired, I said, Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with this pastor thing. I don't want to be a pastor again. What's all this problem I've gotten myself into? I could have had a simple life. I mean, like, just normal life. I want to be like any normal guy. I don't want to have, because, you see, I fasted and my body began to react. And at a point, I was so, some way, I said, what is all this? I could have had a simple life, finish school, work in a bank, and my salary, do what I want to do with my bank. What is all this purpose, purpose that thing that you have brought me? I said, Lord, I don't want to do it again. Then I remembered that I told God one day, if I will not preach, then kill me. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I've changed my mind. <laughs> because if I don't do it, then that means that, that is the end. you know. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've changed my mind. I made a U-turn else maybe you'd have heard bad news so don't be discouraged that things are not pulling through just when you want them to be right with you just keep moving and he will fix you up only if you don't fall off remember that it's very easy to do things anyhow but when you want to do things the right way there's always a price to pay yes there is there is a price to pay for finding purpose the price is that that aspects of of you that has to be sacrificed so that god can have his way there are aspects of you that have to be sacrificed are you enjoying the book what a blessing hallelujah so there is a price to pay for purpose and finally time and patience are very important amen god can give you a word but it will only manifest in time god can give you a word but it will only manifest in what time when god gives you a word it takes time all right god is not a microwave god hmm? when the reverend used to say he was very hungry and went to a restaurant and you know a restaurant is not a fast food joint so when you go to a proper restaurant the, the chef of the day will come and take your order and he's not, the food is not there. So when he takes the order, he's now going to prepare the food. That's why they will bring you the starter. They'll bring you sprinkles and say, start eating. As he was sitting there, he was hungry. Then he began to, then the, 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 the manager can say, this is not McDonald's. If you want McDonald's, it's just by the road. Go. Within five minutes, they'll give you your burger and your what. If you want good a paparazzi crab fufu." it takes time the life of him. yeah it takes time hallelujah genesis 18 4, 14 we are closing shortly amen at the time is there anything too hard for the lord at the time appointed i will return unto thee according to the time of life and sarah shall bear a son shall have a son so if god gives you a word santa it takes time. It comes at the appointed time. At the appointed time. So, God can say, this is it. It's not that it's not it. Ah, Was someone lying when he said, today i anoint you king of Israel. When he anointed, there was still a king on. But after 24 years, it became truth. God is true. See, God is true. God is true. He's dependable. I will be patient. It might take a long time. Yeah. For a long time you realize that nothing is really happening. But just when you start having those feelings of doubt, fear, unbelief and worry you know the appointed time is near. Amen. The darkest moments of the night are right before the dawning of a new day. There's always a night before a day. Death before resurrection. God is working behind the scenes in your favor. He's cooking some real good meal in the spirit realm for you. And at the appointed time according to the real time of your life you will be fed psalm 16 verse 6 says that the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places yea i have a goodly heritage glory to god so if you are here and you've decided to follow the purpose of god but things are not happening the way you want it don't be discouraged don't say god is too slow don't say god is not moving don't say the thing is not happening don't say i wish god was a little fast no No, no, don't do that. Rather believe, rather trust, rather know that according to the time of life, God will visit you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.